0: charlotte it's shelby it's riley and And it's it's time time to to smut up and and listen. listen Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good, smutty fun. Enjoy.
1: Today's episode trigger warnings are graphic sex, rough sex, sex in public, group sex, dub con, graphic violence, graphic language, captive captivity, attempted sexual assault, degradation, submission, blood play, ropes, and CNC.
0: So we're back in Neverland?
1: We're back. We're
0: back that. So this week, we're telling Riley all about Their Vicious Darling by Nikki St. Crow, which is the third book in the Vicious Lost Boys series. And how many stars did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby?
1: I gave it four stars again, because this is my second time reading it. And the first time, I also gave it four. Z's This is also a reread for me. And I gave it four stars both times. It was pretty good. It was good. I think the first time around, I was like, it's my least favorite book out of the three that I read. And I think it's still the least favorite, but I'm not like as like meh about it yeah and it was spicier than i remember
0: too yeah oh <laughs> agreed i fucking love these books i eat them up eat them up
1: my quote for you riley is cock still out and glistening with my juices he pulls out a cigarette and lights it oh. <laughs> and mine is you're always
0: hungry for cock darling but you'll never be able to keep up with me if you don't feed yourself something other than dessert when you say dessert are you referring to lost boy cum or pancakes <laughs> Obviously pancakes. (laughs) In true Winnie fashion. Why not both? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Por que no los dos? (laughs) Okay, so we start in the crocodile's POV. Mmm do we remember the crocodile the crocodile is hook's brother vane's brother vane's brother that's right that's right that's right okay he's traveling to neverland with a royal family including a duchess named amara rimaldi who he is currently fucking she walks in on them while he's eating some peanuts and he eats a lot of peanuts he has like a pocket full of peanuts at all times oh he just likes nuts and asks him to join her and her sister for dinner, and he says no, he doesn't really want to. She tries to convince him to come by straddling his lap and grinding on him, and he tells her that he knows she'll fuck him whether or not he attends the dinner. She says that her sister Giselle wants to know where he stands on helping them take down Vane and get the death shadow for themselves. He says that's still the plan, but he's lying. He wouldn't betray blood for some royal family, regardless of where him and Vane currently stand. So they're estranged, but they're still loyal to each other. Okay. So he's like kind of double crossing this royal family who's taking him to Neverland under okay. the assumption that he's going to help them take down Vane. So he's playing both sides. He is. Yeah. Because the royal Sneaky family guy. wants that death shadow. The duchess keeps begging. So he caves and says he'll come to stupid dinner and she slams a kiss down on him and he tries to fuck her and she tells him he'll have to wait until after dinner and he tells her she's a deviant little slut. He's referred to as Rock instead of the crocodile. Yeah. So okay. he is rock rock arrives at dinner and he's always very punctual this is very important okay and giselle greets him with a smile because i'm a dutiful asshole i greet her with a kiss on her bare knuckles and she blushes beneath the attention two nights ago i shot a rope of cum on her face she wasn't blushing then (laughs) okay rock the rock i like rock <laughs> the royal's brother walks in and glares at rock and he absolutely hates him as the first course arrives giselle asks him about his plan to take down Vane, and rock tells them that he's going to be approaching him alone and holt who is the brother says there's no way they're letting him go off into neverland without them he doesn't trust him and thinks he's going to double cross him which is totally rock's plan so yeah mm-hmm. the second course comes out and rock is staring at his pocket watch counting down the hours he has left until he has to leave and is nervous he's not going to have enough time to make it through dinner before he has to take care of his needs when dessert comes he tells them he's got to dip out early and then he finds a servant girl on the lower deck of the ship and tells her to come with him he's sweating at this point he's cutting it really close and then he drags her to his cabin and apologizes before he shifts and attacks her (gasps) and he shifts into a crocodile right no What is he shifted to? A monster. A monster. Oh, so does he like eat them? These girls? I think he just drinks their blood. Okay. He might eat them. Depends on his mood, I would assume. It's like one of those fade to black moments though, so you don't really know what happens to the girl. I want to know. We switch to Pan's POV. Him and the gang are walking back to the treehouse after their battle with Cass and Bash's sister Tilly. That was the end of the last book. Do you remember? Yes. Are you lying? (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay yes yes you do yes yes
0: okay it's all coming back yes yes yes
1: no okay you said it so confidently too i was like oh okay cool and then Charles like you lying yeah i know and i was like Pan is still getting used to the fact
0: that he has the life shadow back and won't burn up in the sun. Vayne asks him how he feels now that he's got his shadow back and Pan says he's fine and he just wants to get home to Winnie. She will be screaming my name by sunrise. I glance over at him. I have the side of him with his good eye, but I still can't tell what he's thinking. Will you fuck her too? Fill her up so I can watch the pleasure on her face? I'm already hard just thinking about it. Will you fuck her too? <laughs> you think?
1: They love a good group sex with They her. do. Oh, they do. And Winnie loves it
0: too. She does. It's just a fun activity to have with some friends. I was gonna okay. call her a slut, but like in a good way. You know, she's a slut. Yeah. You'll slut. You'll slut. slut. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. Yeah, duh. Vane expresses reluctance at fucking Winnie because of his bloodlust that he doesn't really know how to control with her. As they get closer to the treehouse pan starts to feel like something is wrong but he can't place it Vane says that he feels it too and suddenly a large wolf jumps out in front of them and pan tells the wolf to scram but it holds its ground and runs straight toward the treehouse Pan flies for the first time since he got a shadow back and when he gets to the front door he sees it's torn to shreds and he's panicking calling for Winnie. There are paw prints leading upstairs toward Cherry's room. He slams the door open and sees Cherry cowering in the corner of the room and the wolf standing on Winnie's bed guarding her while she sleeps and snarling at Pan. Pan tries to tell the wolf to get out but it just curls up and lays down next to Winnie. He asks Cherry what's going on and she's shaking and sobbing and she tells him she doesn't know and he yells at her for not bringing her to the tomb like he explicitly told or two and asks what the fuck is going on but she won't budge she won't say anything So you remember when that whole battle was breaking out in the last book, he told Cherry to bring her to the tomb, and then Cherry was like, oh my god, there's a bird in my room. Please tell me. Can you come get this bird out? Little sneaky bitch. The rest of the guys barge in and are just as confused as Pan, and Bash approaches the wolf and lets it sniff his hand, and the wolf seems to deem him unthreatening, so he gives it a little scratch behind the ears. Cute. Cherry tries to sneak out of the room, but Pan grabs her by the arm and sees all the bruises and scratches all over her body and asks her, what? One more time, what's going on? And she says a parakeet got trapped in her room, but Pan knows she's lying. He lets her go, but tells her not to leave the house. Winnie is still asleep somehow through all of this and is fully snuggling her wolf now. Which, like, I would. It's her wolf now. Pan can tell the energy in the room is all wrong, and something about Winnie is different, even though she looks the exact same. He tries to wake Winnie, but she groggily tells him she's fine, but doesn't fully wake up, so he tells her to come find him when she's awake and leaves as she falls back asleep. The twins stay in her room to watch over her while Pan leaves to go be in the sun for the first time in a long time. We switch to Cass's POV. He and Bash are smoking a cigarette and discussing whether or not they want to take over the Fay Court now that Pan has his shadow back and they're confident they could overthrow it and take their crowns, but they don't know if they want to anymore. Bash tells him that Winnie's wolf reminds him of their childhood wolf, Balder, who was killed in the lagoon by their mother, Tinkerbell. As soon as Bash says Balder, the wolf perks up and starts wagging its tail. And Bash is super confused because... because... Because it's clear that this is somehow the actual balder. And Cass reminds him that the lagoon gives just as much as it takes. But they know that the wolf is here to protect Winnie for some reason. And he doesn't belong to them anymore. Finally, Winnie wakes up. And when she opens her eyes to see the wolf in her bed, she screams. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wolf. (laughs) A dangerous animal. Yeah. In bed with her. And she's just spooning it. Yeah. (laughs) We switch to Winnie's POV. Cass and bash calm her down and tell her she's all right and the wolf seems to like her for some reason. She feels a strange connection to the wolf and feels like it's telling her that everything's going to be all right. The twins ask her if she remembers anything but she can't remember anything after Cherry asked her for help. She asks where Pan and Vane are but they tell her Pan got his shadow back so he's basking in the sun and Vane is probably off brooding somewhere. She gives the twins a hug and tells them she's sorry that their sister betrayed them the way that she did and runs off to go find Pan and asks the twins to get some Pan cakes with cloudberries ready for them to celebrate the wolf follows her and she asks him why and she can hear a voice in her head that says protection so they have this like (gasps) telepathy going on Uh yeah she asks if the wolf just talked to her and he just wags his tail he's cute He's cute. He's like, yeah, bitch, I did. I did, yeah. She finds Pan on the beach and asks the wolf to leave her to have a private moment with Pan, and the wolf reluctantly agrees. She sits next to him in the sand and she watches him as the sun rises and falls all over him. She asks him if he missed her more than the sun, and he tells her that both the light and the warmth pale in comparison to her. Oh, that's so sweet. She calls him romantic and he tells her that in the light he's romantic, but in the dark she'll be his whore. (laughs) Killed naturally naturally so moment killed winnie loves this and he (laughs) crashes a kiss down onto her and he tells her that he wants to fuck her while the sun rises sweet (laughs) (laughs) he unzips his pants and i immediately feel the burn of his cock at my opening my belly swims as our kiss deepens and he thrusts inside of me i gasp already so wet for me darling he says sounding impressed he thrusts again and picks up his tempo fucking me hard into the sand his cock thick inside of me and then he pulls out of her and flies her back to the house and fucks her against the wall in the entryway and (gasps) continues fucking her all the way to the living area and lays down on the ground still inside of winnie Vane is sitting in a chair reading a book and asks if winnie is enjoying herself she asks him to join but he wants to know why she wasn't in the tomb and pan says he's still inside of their darling currently and wants to wait until after to ask questions but Vane doesn't let up and Winnie says she doesn't remember. He grabs Winnie by the throat and lifts her off of Pan's dick and asks her again and she's waiting for the terror to set in and is confused when it doesn't. He asks her if she's bleeding and she says no and he wants to know why she doesn't feel his terror. Pan stands up and replaces Vane's hand around her throat with his and starts to pinch her nipple with his other hand oh my god there's so much going on there is look at our darling whore naked and ready for us he leaves my breast and slides his hand down my stomach over my clit tightening his grip on my throat when i buck beneath him when his finger slides down my wetness we can all hear the proof of my arousal jesus it's just like (laughs) (laughs) this wet cunt is begging to be fucked Vane's nostrils flare and he edges closer his eyes are still black but there's new interest in his body I can see the hard ridge of him in his pants shove your cock inside of her Pan goes on dragging the tip of his nose up the side of my neck so his next words are a warm breath on the sensitive flesh of my ear and when she's screaming her name I'll shove my cock in her mouth to shut her up dark desire swirls in my gut my clit is needy and swollen now but Pan has flat and his palm over me, caging me against him. Let's use her, Vane. You and me. <laughs> Let's. Teamwork. team tag mm-hmm. Winnie starts to beg Pan and Vane to do just that and Pan shoves two fingers inside of her before removing them and wiping her juices all over her mouth. Vane's hair goes white and Pan tells him that they're going to treat their slut the way that she should be treated and Vane immediately undresses and spins her around and sits her down on his lap in one of the chairs so they're facing Pan and spreads her legs as Pan Pan thrusts inside of her so she's sitting on vane's lap okay while pan fucks her okay <laughs> and then we switch to pan's pov watching darling get fucked is my new favorite thing her mouth pops open as vane shoves inside of her and fills her up his balls sitting snugly against her pussy fuck is she a delight a delight. He's so good with his words. He starts to jerk off while watching Vane fuck Winnie and he's thrilled that Winnie is able to handle Vane's terror. Darling moans as Vane punishes her pussy, the thick underside of his shaft thrusting into her, soaking wet with her pleasure. His fingers are creating divots in the flesh of her hips. He's gripping her so hard, shoving her down on him. She's spread wide for me so I can watch. He knows what I like. Darling bouncing on his cock might rival Renaissance art in its beauty. My dick is throbbing in my hand, precum glistening at the slit. Oh my what God. What a good friend. Honestly, They're so close. He is a good friend, a good wingman. That is a wingman. Some man. might say. Yes. <laughs> he knows what he likes. Vane wraps Winnie's hair around his fist and yanks her head back telling her to make the king come down her throat and she eagerly opens her mouth as Pan thrusts into it. She starts to touch herself but Vane grabs her wrists and holds them behind her back and Pan tells her she'll come when they tell her she can. I thrust deeper and spill down her throat with a loud groan. Tears spill over her eyelids as she gazes up at me. Another spurt and my cock throbs on the flat of her tongue. My shadow writhes beneath my skin satisfied and spent. When I pull out of her mouth I take her her by the chin let me see darling she sticks out her tongue there's just a slight sheen of come there she swallowed the rest good girl i know what i'm doing she says as the tears stream down her face i wipe one of them away and then sink to the floor now be a good girl and come sit on my face
1: <laughs> yeah. i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah i'm a pro
0: did you forget so we switch to winnie's pov pan is laying on the ground with winnie sitting on his face and Vane comes up to her and tells her to open up Open up. <laughs> I dutifully open my mouth and stick out my tongue, and he slides his cock into me, filling me up. It's much harder to accommodate him than it is Pan, but I do my best. It's easier when I have Pan's mouth on my pussy from beneath me, sucking and flicking and building the pressure at my core. Vane fucks my mouth while Pan fucks my pussy with his. I'm so wet. I'm shocked. I'm not drowning the Never King. <laughs> I'm so shocked you're not drowning by my pussy. <laughs> what do we? To go. (laughs) She's just doing her best. She 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 really is. (laughs) I moan around Vane's cock and he growls deep in his chest. Pants sucks at my clit, and I'm buzzing, electric, ready to glow for them both. What are you glowing? You're posting. She's a fairy. She's a fairy. She's not a fairy. (laughs) She was a fairy. Whatever you're doing, Vane says, keep doing it. She's humming on my cock like a good little girl. A good little girl, Winnie. Vane comes down Winnie's throat as Pan makes her cum. Handed my hair, he slides me off of him. Then paints my lips with another bead of cum. Look at me, he orders. He drags his thumb over the cum, then pushes back into my mouth. Clean the rest off. When I do, he exhales in a satisfied rush, black eyes glittering. Our good little darling whore, Pan says after he slides out from beneath me. Belly full of our cum. He wraps (laughs) his arm around me, his hand just above my belly button. Just the way we like you. Oh the her for who she is that's so sweet <laughs> just a little slut with a belly full of their cum just the way I like ya. <laughs> also, just the visual of belly full of cum is just
1: And then he like just touches her belly. Yeah. Ew.
0: <laughs> Our little cum baby. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Winnie gets super dizzy and the guys are freaking out, yelling for Bash to get her something to eat. She tries to tell them she's okay, but everything goes black and there's a voice inside of her head yelling at her to let them in. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Took a twist. Let us in! We switch to Pan's POV. Vane lays Winnie on the couch and all four of the guys are gathered around her now freaking out because they have no idea what's wrong with her. The wolf walks in and curls up next to Winnie on the couch and gives all the guys a dirty look and Pan is desperate to help Winnie and tells Vane to go get Smee. Smee. We switch to Winnie's POV. She wakes up startled after Smee uses smelling salts on her and she's never met Smee before so she asks her who she is and Smee introduces herself. Smee lowers her voice and says, All of these powerful men blind to power when it looks them right in the fucking eyes but doesn't elaborate before pan interrupts asking if she's okay smee tells him to feed winnie more and says that she wants cherry now that was the deal pan says they'll return her tomorrow because they want to throw her a farewell party before she goes and smee says fine but she wants to see cherry now they yell for cherry to come down and she seems super uncomfortable being in the room with everyone and says she'll pack her stuff and be ready to leave tomorrow and smee tells her that jas which is Hook is super excited to have her back, because we remember that Hook is Cherry's brother. Mm-hmm. Cherry huffs and walks back up the stairs after Bash walks me to the door, and Vane tries to follow her to figure out what the fuck is happening, but Pan tells her to leave it alone for now. Vane says she's clearly lying about something, but Pan tells him not to, and he just grumbles and leaves the room clearly on edge. We switch to Rock's POV. He and the royals get to the Faye Castle, and Giselle tells the guards that the queen is expecting them. They're let in but told to leave their weapons at the gate, and As the doors open, the Fae Queen greets them and tells Rock she's happy to see him. He says likewise and bows to her and she brings them to the throne room. Tilly, which is the Fae Queen, starts to discuss a plan to bring down Peter Pan and tells Rock he only has two weaknesses, Vane and his darling. Rock is shocked to learn that there's a new darling in Neverland and Tilly tells him it's Wendy's great-great-granddaughter and just the mention of Wendy's name throws Rock into a memory of what they shared together in the past. Tilly then drops the bomb that Pan has his shadow back and everyone is unpleasantly surprised to hear it. Tilly tells Vane that when she got into Winnie's head, she recovered one of Pan's secrets. Wendy was never returned to the mortal realm. Rock had always assumed that she was long dead and he wants Tilly to show him the memory to prove what she's saying and Tilly reluctantly agrees and Rock is shown the memory from Wendy's perspective of Pan leaving her alone on an island after killing a guard and her screaming for him to go find Rock. When he's brought back to the present, he's crying. So there's like some sort of deep, deep history between Wendy and Rock. Mm. Yeah. Rock wants to know how the Darling line continued if Wendy wasn't returned home. And Tilly tells him that when Wendy came to the island, she wasn't pregnant. But by the time she left Neverland, she was. And Rock is furious. (gasps) <gasps> he's mad. And we'll find out why he's mad. Yeah, I want to know. We switch to Cherry's POV. She's getting drunk in her room trying to figure out how to get out of this without the lost boys finding out that she betrayed Winnie. Vane comes looking for her and brings her outside to start questioning her again, and just as she starts to tell him the whole there was a bird in my room story, Vane is tackled to the ground by someone who jumps out from the shadows. <gasps> it's Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Family reunion. Oh, hey, good brother. Cherry can't help but notice how hot he is when the men finally stand up from the ground when Vane realizes it's his brother. So when Vane realizes that it's his brother who tackled him, he's like, hey, "Hey." and they (laughs) stop fighting. (laughs) Hey, bro. Rock asks Cherry who she is and tells Vane that she's really good looking as he plants a kiss on her knuckles. And Vane tells him that's Hook's little sister, so don't even think about it. But Rock just says, all the better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Hook absolutely hates Rock. Hate. Because Rock is the one that took his hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> he asks Cherry where Pan is and she says probably in the house somewhere with Winnie and Rock politely asks her to bring him to them. We switch to Winnie's POV. She's floating in the lagoon as Pan watches her from the shore and he tells her to get out so they can get her something to eat. And she says they could hang back at the lagoon for a while because she's hungry for something that isn't food. <gasps> You're dick. <laughs> you are always hungry for cock, darling, but you'll never be able to keep up with me if you don't feed your... Yourself something other than dessert when you say dessert are you referring to lost boy cum or pancakes <laughs> There will be plenty of time to fill you up with lost boy come, darling. But right now, you need meat and potato. Uh-huh, I thought it was going to be sound better. <laughs> Something to stick to your bones. Come, I'm trying. I give him a devilish grin. <gasps> She's trying to come, Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> he scoops Winnie up and throws her over his shoulder. And they walk to town instead of to the treehouse. And he tells her he's finally taking her to Darlington Port. When they finally get there, he sets her down. And she looks around to see it looks just like a 19th century tree. Dutch colonial town. They're both barefoot, so when she asks Pan if she can go buy some shoes at a store, she sees that he procures a bag of gold coins out of thin air, and he tells her to go wild. She tries to buy a pair of flats, but both Pan and the wolf, who followed them to town, tell her she needs something better for running, so she settles for a pair of brown boots and some socks. She asks how much she owes the shopkeeper, but the man tries to tell her it's on the house. She insists and grabs his hand to place some gold in it, and when his skin touches hers, his face goes blank and he sinks to his knees, bowing before her. Winnie thinks this is strange, but is flattered, and her, Pan, and the wolf walk out of the shop and go to a tavern, and the wolf runs off, telling Winnie that he needs to go find something to eat too. As Winnie and Pan walk in the door, everyone stops and stares at them. We switch to Pan's POV. Everyone in the tavern bows to them, and Pan announces that he has his shadow back and commands them all to get back to their meals. They sit at a table and Pan orders a whiskey and when Winnie tries to order a burger and fries, Pan has to translate that she wants matchsticks and a meat sandwich.
1: Oh. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delicious sandwich. I mean, <laughs> he's not wrong. It is technically a meat sandwich. Aren't most sandwiches meat sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes i think so it's a hot dog i don't know
0: i don't want to get into this It's too <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: when the food comes
0: winnie says it's delicious and asks the waitress her name her name is darlena and the stories about the darlings go back generations and then people started naming their kids after them very strange darlena Darlena, what a name. She asks Pan why they do that if the Darlings are the villains in all of the stories, and Pan tells her that they're not the villain. He is. hmm We switch to Rock's POV. He's hanging with Vane at Cherry's going away party, annoyed that Pan and Winnie aren't here. They get into a little argument about Pan abandoning Wendy and not telling anyone that she was alive, and Rock asks Vane who he'd choose, Pan or his own brother, and Vane tells him he's not making that choice. Rock tells him that he traveled with the royal family who came to claim the shadow that is rightfully theirs. And Vane tells him that the shadow belongs to the land, not to any one person. And Rock says he's going into town to cause some trouble and tells him that if he doesn't procure the shadow by sunrise, he'll let the clock run out. And Vane knows what this means. Yeah. Okay. Do we find out later what this means? We sure do. <laughs> okay. We switch to Pan's POV. As soon as Winnie finishes inhaling her burger, the Ramaldi royalty walks into the tavern with a bunch of their guards. Pan puts the pieces together and realizes that Tilly summoned the crocodile and the crocodile is from Darkland and brought these people with him and they're here for the Darkland shadow. <sighs> that is some mental gymnastics, but good on him for figuring that out. Yeah, Honestly. He figured it
1: out fast.
0: Honestly. And that that shadow is currently in Winnie, correct? No, that's the one
1: that Vane has.
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Giselle notices Pan immediately and calls out his name. And when Winnie asks who the fuck that is, Pan can feel a shift in the energy of the room and feels like it's very odd. Pan tells Giselle to fuck off his island. And when she tries to refuse, Winnie cuts in and says, you heard him. She's standing up for her man <laughs> yeah she fucking is you heard Liam. giselle asks pan who the whore is and suddenly winnie leaps up and stabs a knife right into giselle's throat jesus christ <laughs> and that is very not winnie no. no chaos ensues and the guards start to attack and pan grabs the knife out of giselle's throat and rams it into the nearest guard's eyeball jesus He calls for Winnie but when she turns to look at him her eyes are pure black and she's holding on to one of the other princesses and the woman's skin is turning black where Winnie has her and she's choking for air. (gasps) Rock bursts in the door with a gun and commands Winnie to drop her and Winnie doesn't so Rock tells Pan that if she doesn't let go in five seconds he'll shoot. Pan tackles Rock and they fight before Rock grabs a chair and slams it into Winnie's back grabs her by the hair and slams her back against his chest with a knife against her throat and demands that she fix the princess. Pan knows at this point that Winnie has the death shadow, but he doesn't have time to figure out how. Winnie looks at him with a sly grin and grabs Rock's forearm and sends the black stuff into him. And Rock instinctively lets go and then she grabs the hand he's holding the knife with and uses it to make him stab himself in the throat. Uh, Yeah, that's quite the bar fight. Yeah. Zero to 190. She was million. just eating her meat sandwich. Yeah. And just, you know, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Pan grabs Winnie and they run out the door.
1: We switch to Pan's POV. He immediately goes to find Vane and the twins, but he needs to get Winnie somewhere safe before he finds them. When he gets back to the treehouse, he goes to the loft so he can kind of avoid everyone and put her somewhere, and then go find Vane. But as he's going to his tomb first, he runs into Vane. Vane wants to know where they were and why they're covered in blood. And Pan's like, "Oh, we just we got in a bar fight, <laughs> crazy night Nothing out, crazy, you know, <laughs> you know, same old." He does not want to mention to Vane that when he killed his brother, so Rock is dead. I mean, he got
0: stabbed in the throat. Yeah, yeah. so like he's dead, dead. I mean, he got stabbed in the throat. (sighs) Ah,
1: bitches. (laughs) He goes to move past Vane and shuts himself in the tomb. And he sets Winnie on the bed. She's, like, fast asleep again. He cannot wake her up. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I know the death shadow is going to burn through her because she's a human and she's not like something else. Yeah. She wakes up and is floating to the ceiling and Pan has to catch her. And she's like kind of coherent, but wants to know what's going on. So he explains everything that just happened and how she seems to have claimed the death shadow somehow. Oh my
0: God. And so does she remember that she just stabbed two people? No. No. (laughs) So it's just like blind rage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that girl was really rude to her though. Honestly, I'd stab her too. Don't play with me. (laughs) Don't play with me. I will stab you in the throat. Do you hear me?
1: (laughs) Dead. We switch to Hook's POV. He learns that Rock is on Neverland soil and so he cannot sleep. He's just pacing over and over again. Smeed tells him that he needs to try to sleep and passes him some scotch to help, but he's already had multiple drinks and he cannot calm down. As they start to strategize, how to kill rock someone pounds on the door and when they open it it's a man covered in blood and it's rock
0: Ah! (laughs) i knew he wasn't dead i knew it
1: (laughs) he demands to know what rock's doing here and rock tells hook that pan and darling just killed half the rimaldi royal family and almost killed him too he then loses consciousness and hooks like me, what do I do? What do I do with him? She's like, obviously kill him. We were just talking about killing him.
0: Yeah. So he just opens the door for a Rock. Yeah. I just forgot that he's like terrified of him.
1: He is. Yeah. And he was literally just like, how do we kill this man? And then he opens the door and he's there half dead. Holy shit. He's like, what do I do? I'm so undecided. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't kill him. He decides that they're going to keep him alive in case they need him as like a hostage situation, I guess. Okay. But Hook gets a Really funny feeling staring at Rock's chest and how muscular he is, but he pushes the feeling away.
0: (gasps) Oh, is he a little bisexual? There's so much sexual tension between Hook and Rock. Oh Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) We switch back to Winnie's POV. She absolutely refuses to believe that she has a death shadow, and she demands that Pan tells her again what happened. So he does. And she panics, she runs up the stairs and runs right into to the twins in vain Vane demands to know what's going on and how she needs to start talking now because he's tired of not knowing what happened and all of a sudden she grows some balls and just slaps him right across the face oh hell yeah get it his eyes immediately turn black and the air vibrates between the two of them which it's never done that before she grabs her and slams her against the wall and she immediately feels him get rock hard and she gropes him through his pants I mean, these men, man. <laughs> and
0: Winnie. Honestly. <laughs> Who's more insatiable?
1: I think Winnie. Yeah, yeah Winnie honestly, is Winnie. Horny for it all. He kisses her roughly and starts to explore her body with his hands. He lifts her dress up, unzips his pants, and she tries to urge him on and be like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. And he's like, beg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beg, bitch.
1: He presses me into the bar and thrusts in deep. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. I say around a moan. His hands hands on my ass now he pumps in hard banding me against the bar our fucking is loud and wet and frenzied oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah (laughs) oh Oh, fuck fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) have you ever said that during sex oh fuck yeah i don't think so i don't think i have either (laughs) i'm gonna say it now oh fuck yeah I feel like Diane would be like, What did you just say? (laughs) I I feel like Andrew would just stop midway and be like, Don't. (laughs) Don't ever (laughs) stop. stop." He's like, I'm
1: sick of you saying all this weird shit to me after you
0: record.
1: <laughs> I know. He's like, please stop. <laughs> she digs her nails into his back and he stops and pulls out of her and then he tells her to start running. So she turns and she runs for the balcony. But you know what? That shit don't
0: work for her anymore because she's not scared. No. No, but he's
1: he wants to chase her though. He's
0: like, I want you scared fear me. Run, There's bitch. so much running in all of these books. The last thing that I want to do mid-fuck is go on a jog. <laughs> also, if yeah, a no. man, if I was fucking a man and he was like, run, I'd be like... <laughs> What's happening? Call the cops. (laughs) I'm scared.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd be terrified. We switch to Bash's POV. Pan wants them to talk real quick, but Vane says not until they teach her a lesson. Everyone's like, what's the lesson? And Vane says, whoever finds her first gets to pick the hole. (laughs) And they all just start taking off running. Oh my God. (laughs) Pick a hole, any hole. The twins head south and know they made the right choice when they hear a branch crack to the right and then the sound of her breathing they catch her and tell her the rules of the game and she's like alright I'm down (laughs) she's like put it in my butt (laughs) (laughs) both of you yeah two dicks one hole That happens. It it does. They tie a blindfold on her, so it's a surprise on what hole they're picking. And they tell her to get on her knees, and then Bash lines his dick up with her mouth as Cass gets between her legs and unzips his pants. She bobs faster, and
0: when my brother pushes inside of her wet pussy, she moans loudly. Darling, you're practically dripping down my balls. Cass (laughs) edges her closer, playing with her sensitive nub. Ah, the nub. The nub. The fucking nub. Cass shifts his hips, driving into her at an angle, and her moans turn into frenzied little mules as she gets closer and closer to release. <laughs> mules! Mule! Oh, fuck ya! Oh, fuck ya!
1: Bash comes down her throat as she comes and then Cass follows soon after and then they all collapse on the ground when Vane suddenly swoops in, picks her up and leaves and flies away.
0: They're fully like mid-crisis and they're just having like a gangbang. Honestly. She just murdered one person. One and a half. Yeah, one and a half. I mean, for all they know, two. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, let's fuck.
1: And she is Winnie. Yeah, true. We switch to Winnie's POV. Vane asks Asks if she got fucked and she tells him that yeah because he made the rules and then all of a sudden pan flies behind them and has his chest against her back he yanks her dress off and throws it to the ocean because they're literally mid-air flying above the water
0: i would shit my pants right into the oh,
1: water yeah. <laughs> i would be
0: diarrheaing everywhere <laughs> yeah. oh the visual I'm just picturing them like fucking her in the air with just shit falling out (laughs) that would be me yeah
1: (laughs) the two decide to fuck her right there and Vane tells her to wrap her thighs around him and ride his dick Pan gets closer and says he's gonna fuck her at the same time and she's like no and he says you don't have a choice this is where I draw the line yeah (sighs) okay they're still midair
0: yeah yeah
1: they're flying over the ocean <laughs> and she's about to get dp'd naked in the air <laughs> she he's
0: like okay i'm gonna fuck you too and she's like no no uh, we're in the air i can't and he's like he but we are i'm, I'm gonna put it in <laughs> like literally what are you gonna do to stop me nothing oh you gonna fly no <laughs> Pan guides his cock into me, and somehow, someway, Peter Pan and the Dark One both fill me up at the same time. Oh, Winnie, <laughs> you crazy, <laughs> crazy girl. She's been training for this moment her whole life. <laughs> her whole fucking life. Fucking mid-air DP.
1: <laughs> she thinks that it hurts, but she also is really into it. The shadow inside her also loves it and is whispering... To her to let it in so they can revel as one. And she's like, all right. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool. As she lets the dark shadow in, she feels Vane's shadow reaching out, connecting with hers, and his cock, like, thickens inside her, so she's, like, can feel it, like, get bigger somehow. Oh,
0: my God. You have the shadow, he says to me. Don't stop, Pan orders. It'll be better for the shadow if we let her take what she needs. Yes, fuck me,
1: dark one. Make me your cum slut. <laughs> oh. Oh, cum slut. (laughs) When I read that part, I just pictured her voice like deep like a man's because the shadow's talking.
0: (laughs) Make me your cum slut. Make me your cum slut. (laughs) It's like the exorcist. Uh, (laughs) Make me your cum slut. (laughs) Just drop her. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And that's the
1: end. Winnie's dead.
0: (laughs) R.A.P. girl. She died doing what she loved. (laughs) Yes, she
1: did. They continue to fuck her and she is about to come when they hit a specific spot and she explodes and then both of them slam into her and come at the same time. Oh, Jesus. Her death shadow curls away, sated for now. And then the boys both pull out, but she still clings to Vane and Vane is like, someone please fucking talk now. Like, how did this happen? And she's like, I literally can't remember. So they take her back to the treehouse. When they get home, all four of them dote on her and clean her and feed her. And I'm like, that must be nice. I mean, she earned it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to get that. <laughs> no, so. no. No, no, no. I want that done without any of the earning. I'd rather do everything for myself for the rest of my
0: life. i going to have <laughs> yeah. just four dicks in 10 minutes. Yeah. Ugh. And fuck in the air. That's three dicks in her vagina tonight. Yeah. And yeah. he, Panned was in her ass, right? No, they were yeah. both in her vagina,
1: right? I thought they was in it. No, I thought it was, he was in her booty.
0: I swear. No, I, I swear to God it's DP. It says, they weren't lying. It hurts a lot. There's a sharp sting as they stretch me over both of them, filling me up much more than I have ever. Been filled up.
1: I read it this whole time that it was her booty and her coochie. It was both on her vagina. Uh huh.
0: It was DP. <gasps> oh,
1: poor girl. Her
0: vagina. Ugh. Winnie would not be phased by a penis in her butt and her vagina at the same time.
1: I was wondering. I was like, why is she acting like a little virgin right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what a, a little virgin. virgin? You prude. <laughs> you prude ass <laughs> bitch. You don't want two dicks in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> God damn.
1: She deserves that cleaning and feeding that she's getting Yeah.
0: I thought it was her bunghole this whole time. Me
1: yeah, me too. know? Good for her. After they take care of her, they sit down to figure out what to do about the shadow. And Vane says that maybe they should know how I got there in the first place. And they ask her again and she's like, I I literally don't remember. But as she's sitting there, she's like, I feel like there's like flashbacks of like Cherry in her room, but she's like scared to say it because she's like, I don't want to get Cherry like killed. And Vane tells her to just like spit it the fuck out. And she's like, uh, Cherry locked me in her room with it. <gasps>
0: Cherry, your are toast. Cherry, toast. your ass
1: is getting beat. Burnt toast. <laughs> your ass is grass. Yeah. We switch to Hook's POV. He's watching Rock sleep when he looks up at his face Rock's just awake staring at him. He's like, hey. Because Hook was not looking at his face. Oh, you looking at his pee-pee? <laughs> yeah, you like what you see, Hook? <laughs> you like that big dick? It <laughs> runs in the family. Rock asks for water, and again, Hook is hypnotized when he sits up and his muscular torso is on full display. <laughs> Rock drinks his water and tells Hook that Winnie has a Neverland shadow and killed half the royal family... Who's there to take Vein shadow. Rock then demands to know where his watch is. And Hook's like, if you came with a watch anywhere near me, I would have destroyed it. And Rock's like, ooh, that's not good. You better get me some blood ASAP. And it has to be voluntary. And Hook's like... Um, no. No. (laughs) No. No. I can't do that for you. (laughs) No, thank you. Smee bursts in, and Rock tells her that he needs blood now, and she should have known that. So she grabs like a random drunk pirate and is like, Here you go. And we learn what Rock is as he is about to drink the blood of this pirate. He's a member of the Bone Society. And Smee says, tell him why you keep time. Rock gives a devilish grin, all sharp teeth and shining eyes. Because when time runs out, if I have yet to have my meal, then I will turn into a beast and devour everything in my path. His incisors sharpen, like elongate. And then he like chomps down on this dude's wrist and starts drinking the blood. (sighs) He's a monster. Hook then asks Rock why he doesn't just let his time run out and destroy Pan and take Vane home. And Rock says that there's a cost for that. And then he tells Hook if he's trying to get Cherry back, he should hurry before it's too late. Last time he saw her, she was scared of something. We switch to Cherry's POV. Her bag is packed and she's getting ready to sneak out and she knows that there's no point in saying goodbye because she's like never gonna see them again. But as she leaves her room, a shadow blocks the end of the hallway and she immediately knows it's Vane. and as she goes to move away, he grabs her hair and like drags her down the hallway and throws her out the front door. He's not fucking around. No. But part of me feels bad
0: for Cherry. She's like mad in love with Vane. Yeah and then he's the one
1: that's like abusing her. She tries to say that she didn't mean to and she's sorry and he tells her that he knows she's sorry but she better start running because he's gonna kill her. She takes off and hears him gaining on her when all of a sudden Smee is shouting for her to duck so she does as she's told and Smee stabs Vane in the chest with the blade that pulses with light. No! Cherry begs for Smee not to kill him so she yanks the blade free and tells Cherry to run now. She watches Vane fall to his knees as she turns and leaves. We switch to Cass's POV. They're scrambling to get Vane up. They like were following him while he was chasing her to stop him. Winnie is screaming his name and demanding that they fix him. So they get back to the house and jump into action. Him and Bash have like Fae healing powers so they start to try to heal the wound but it's black and there's like something dark leaking out and they're like, we can't. We can't fix this. Pan can't fix him with the life shadow because Vane's death shadow pushes it away so Cass decides they should bring him to the lagoon and it's worth the gamble and when they get down to the lagoon Winnie decides she'll be the one to take him in there and they let her so she is the one floating in the water with Vane's body mm-hmm. and is Vane unconscious through all of this? In and out okay we switch to Rock's POV he's watching Hook pace the room trying to come up with the plan and Hook thinks that they need to pick a side and probably the fay Queen's side since she has the royals with her but Rock's like I will not pick a side The one mutual goal that Rock decides with Hook on is that Pan needs to die. And since he's the devourer of men, they should use him. Smee returns with Cherry and he immediately knows it's his brother's blood covered all over Smee's body from stabbing him. So he asks if Smee killed Vane and she says no, but he probably won't be able to heal anytime soon. So now he's like fucking mad. And Cherry confesses that it's all her fault because she cornered Winnie with the Death Shadow. Hook wants to immediately set up a meeting with the remaining royals and Tilly so everyone can work together to get rid of Pan and since Winnie has a death shadow maybe she'll be useful Hook leaves so Rock turns to Smee and asks if she knew Wendy Darling was pregnant when she left Neverland and Smee doesn't answer so he asks if she knew Wendy was on Everland she still doesn't speak so he asks another question does James know Winnie Darling is his great great and then she cuts him off saying don't finish that sentence and James is Hook what? Yeah, the tea. She finally says Wendy Darling was in Everland prison and she couldn't break her out. If I told Hook, he would have tried to do it himself, and then he would end up either dead or fighting two wars on two islands. Plus, what would Pan do about the darlings being related to Hook? So she rescued Wendy's baby and returned it to its own world. And Rock says, It's best if this is a secret between us. He doesn't want Hook chasing what's his. It's like a love triangle. Yeah, it is. is. But
0: it goes, like, all the way around. Yes, it does.
1: (laughs) Tilly and the remaining Romaldi family show up for the meeting. Once every Everyone is seated. Hook lets them know that Vane is wounded and now is the perfect time to strike. Hook and Rock will help pan on one condition. Rock's condition is that Vane is to be left alone once the shadow is removed. And Tilly agrees as long as that deal goes for her brothers as well because she wants to be the one to deal with them. Cherry interrupts by saying that Vayne is injured and they're most likely at the lagoon right now if they want to strike. So they all get ready. Cherry! Cherry, just shut up. Do you
0: feel bad for her now? Uh, No, I don't. Fuck Cherry. I still feel kind of bad for her. Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. We switch to Winnie's POV. They've been in the lagoon for what feels like hours. He's conscious now, but not healing. Vayne tells her to just leave without him, and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. Just then, he asks if she hears the multiple heartbeats, and she's like, no, but she closes her eyes, and she can feel them just past the forest. All of a sudden, Pan is screaming for them to get out, and she barely starts to swim when the beach is swarmed. Fae warriors, pirates, men dressed in military, as well as Tilly rock Hook and a man she does not recognize. Tilly demands that the two get out of the water, and Vane grabs Winnie and tries to fly, but he doesn't make it very far before they crash to the side of Marooner's Rock. She can hear the soldiers heading their way and she begs the Death Shadow to take over and help them but it won't listen. He tells her to go and she again refuses to leave him and then Holt appears at the front of the line and demands the Darkland Death Shadow to be returned. Winnie is grabbed by two soldiers and ripped to the side and she watches as Holt steps toward Vane with the necklace open and like he like stabs it into his chest and pulls the Dark Shadow out of him. The Trent trembles as the shadow leaves Vane and he kind of like collapses forward a little bit. We switch to Hook's POV. Everyone is battling around him when Rock doubles over. So he goes to help and immediately regrets it. Rock's eyes glow yellow and his incisors are elongated to sharp points. His time ran out.
0: <gasps>
1: he darts to Pan and sends him sailing across the lagoon and then Rock turns on Hook. Hook tries to remind him that they're on the same side when Rock jumps over over him and like his jaw unhinges and he eats a whole face soldier what
0: was that one movie with the old lady where she's like "Ah," and she's eating the girl's head was it like the taking of deborah logan or something i think so i don't fucking know oh it's terrifying
1: yeah she like unhinges all the way and then she just like holy shit it's like an old lady Hook is absolutely terrified as he watches Rock turn to the rest of the beach and starts devouring everyone in sight. Holy
0: fuck.
1: Like an all-you-can-eat buffet. And he's like, ay, ay, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We switch to Cass's POV. Him and Bash are doing their best to battle Tilly's illusion magic. And they ask why she continues to fight. And she simply says it's what their parents would want. But they all know it's not true. Tilly is silent for a moment. And that's when the twins decide to strike with their illusion magic. They get her to the ground. And they send like illusion to her where she's like, her wings are covered in like thick globs of honey. Eat honey. bitch yeah you can't fly (laughs) yeah they get her to the ground with this illusion but before they can subdue her she like breaks the illusion by breaking the honey on her wings and flies away they follow her (laughs) until they see rock devouring everyone and they're like Fall back, fall back like nobody yes. needs to be on the beach right now. No. We switched to Pan's POV. He's panicking because so when Rock threw him, he landed into the lagoon and Pan does not like to be in the lagoon. Okay. It scares him, he doesn't he doesn't swim in it, nothing ever. So he's panicking because the lagoon doesn't always give. Sometimes it takes and then he feels something grab his ankle and pull him to the bottom. Oh hell no.
0: Yeah, that's a nightmare.
1: When he hits the bottom, he's being held down while the lagoon whispers Never King and like a couple different riddles. And then all of a sudden the weight on top of him disappears and he swims to the surface. He witnesses rock eating everything in sight and hears Winnie wailing and he knows that he's too late. We switch to Winnie's POV. Watching Vane being slumped over sends her anger like spiraling. She like loses her shit. She watches as they haul Vane towards the cliff as she fights her two soldiers holding her back. And she tells her shadow that she lets it in and she'll embrace the darkness. The air pulses and she's unleashed. She kicks off all the guards and turns right at the same time that Holt kicks Vane off the cliff.
0: (gasps) No, Vane! Rest in peace.
1: No! Did he die? He's dead? Yeah. She runs and leaps over the cliff after (laughs) (laughs) Vane. I'm like, I'm not even going to say anything. I'll just keep going. (laughs) Fuck you guys. As they free fall, her shadow asks if he's worth it. And she says, yes. Then there's a sensation of something crawling out of her mouth as she grabs Vane's hand. Darkness envelops them as the shadow ribbons around their locked hands and at the last second propels them forward into the water instead of onto the rock. He's not dead. No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> they break the surface of the ocean and Vane is somehow healed. And he doesn't feel different than before. Like he still feels a shadow, but he's like, we'll figure it out later. And as they argue about Winnie going home so Vane can help go back to the fight, his eyes turn black and she tells him to stop talking because I know he can feel it. We are sharing the Neverland death shadow. The shadow is split between us. <gasps> Oh my god, they share it. It's getting official. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. They should get married.
1: They both decide to go back and join the fight. We switch back to Pam's POV. As he gets to Marooner Rock, he gets there just in time to watch Winnie jump over and he's about to jump after when Holt's men surround him. He fights them off and he can hear Winnie and Vane talking below. So he's like, okay, they're okay for now. Like, I'm going to focus on this. Holt tries to take the shadow and nothing happens just as the twins Vane and Winnie show back up. So he's literally like trying to like stab it into his chest to like take it. In the pan. Uh, Holt. He's like, oh. get in there, Shadow. He's like, yeah, I Holt want Yeah, Holt is like I the Rivaldi prince or whatever. So he's like, this is my Shadow. Like, hurry up. Like, we got shit to do. And Vane is like, the funny thing is about Shadows, they claim you as much as you claim them. And if they don't claim you, you're fucked. And then Winnie steps up and says that she promises to do all the things he told her would happen. Because earlier, he told Winnie that he would, like, pretty much... Rape her until she is on the brink of death and then like spill her guts out. Yeah, he said he was gonna like use her intestines as a noose. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: Yeah. I left that part out because I was like
0: Uh, yikers.
1: (laughs) A little rough. So she demands that he takes his clothes off so they can use him within an inch of his life and then split him open and spill his guts. They let him get naked and Pan watches her walk up to him and she's like I don't fuck cowards and then she grabs his wrist and like blackness spreads all up his body. Yeah. And then she stabs him and spills his guts. Get it Winnie. When they turn to us shoulder to shoulder it's obvious what has happened. The Neverland death shadow is pulsing in their eyes vein is healed and darling is no longer suffering under the full weight of the shadow i'm so fucking relieved i could scream <gasps> oh so she'll be fine with like half the shadow yeah yeah and then pan says to her i'm glad you're okay our vicious darling girl that's better than little cum slut yeah you little whore <laughs> yeah <laughs> We switch to Hook's POV. Rock has devoured every single pirate, and then turns his attention on Hook. Hook draws his pistols to shoot him, and the musket ball goes straight through Rock as he comes closer. Like it literally just like goes through him like a ghost. <laughs> so he's just like, "Well, all right, I'm I'm dying. Here he's we go. Like, okay, eat me up, you little hottie, hottie <laughs> <laughs> with a <the> body. <laughs> Rock, all of a sudden, turns solid and falls against Hook. He's still alive and he knows he needs to leave because Pan, his lost boys, and their darling girl are making their way over to them. Mm-hmm. Vane tells Hook Rock will be like this for about five days, just give him water mixed with blood and he should be good to go. Pan is feeling extra generous today and decides that Hook can live, but he is to leave Neverland and take Cherry with him. If he comes back, he's dead. So he gets back home with Rock and Smee helps him to a guest room. She knows he lost and she has something to tell him. After she tells him everything about Wendy, he is fucking mad and he wants to know if Rock knew and she says yes. So he decides with Rock being asleep for five days, it's the perfect head start. He starts packing smee hugs him and apologizes and then he's off to find Wendy.
0: (gasps) oh find his gal but it's rock's gal
1: there gal yeah maybe they can all like do like a winnie lost boy thing i think they might i think so too he likes
0: rock he does like rock
1: (laughs) we switch to balder the wolf's pov he watches the fey queen drag her throne to the lagoon and push it over and wait After a while, the clouds churn, thunder cracks, and the Fae Queen stumbles to the sand. This is how it began, and this is how it will end. We switch to Pan's POV, which is the epilogue. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do the next one.
0: After this ball that's about to drop. Oh my god, tell me. Are you ready? No. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: you are now. <laughs> You're gonna have to be. We're in Pan's POV and it's an epilogue. Every single one of them is in bed exhausted. They're all in the same bed, by the way. Ah, oh, big bed. He slips out to think about their next move regarding the Fay Queen now that she's the last enemy on the island. He goes to the balcony and freezes as he sees another figure. She turns around as pixie dust glitters. Hello, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell says. <gasps> the end the end
0: what tinkerbell's back bitches what she's about to stir some drama yeah she is (gasps) isn't that his like long lost love no they hate each other
1: yeah she loved him but he didn't like her that's right and she was jealous of wendy that's right so he killed her but now she's back she's back oh my god yeah we definitely have to do the last one
0: yeah we will yeah give the people what they want how many red pepper <laughs> how many red pepper emojis do you give this on a scale of one to five i gotta give it five it was a good one i gotta give it five i fucking love this series <laughs> <laughs> there's only one more <laughs> and then it's done that's uh, I know. no are you gonna read it yes I think she's been waiting for us to do this so she can read it. I've been waiting just along with everyone else. (laughs) You're the one that's leaving all the comments on Spotify. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) (laughs) me. And do you still think the Lost Boys are sexy? I do. Sure do. Ugh, Vane. Oh, Vane. I was so worried about him. Yeah, he lives. For now. For now. Don't say that. You guys don't even know, huh? (laughs) No, No, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, that means the next one will be good. Yeah. Yep. So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about My Killer Vacation by Tessa Bailey, and we're going to have her look at the cover and give us her best guess on what it might be about. So uh, we got a girl and a man hugging on the cover. The man has tattoos, so you know he's
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it says, an all-new spicy murder mystery. Ooh, a murder mystery. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. Ooh, with some spice. I think that the woman in the story, somebody close to her is going to get murdered. Okay. And then she's going to meet this guy randomly. And then they're going to fall in love. He's going to be like a bad boy. And then she's going to find out that he killed that person. <laughs> wow. Whoa. What a twist. That took a lot for me to come up with. <laughs> if that's not the story, you should write your own. I should. Yeah, you that's should. juicy. I don't know what I'd call it, but... My killer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, can't wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you liked this episode, make sure you rate review and subscribe follow us on instagram and facebook at smart up and listen podcast and on tiktok at smart up and listen tell your friends but not your mom and we'll see you later you horny little rats